Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. I'm Eric Scarvin, your host. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. I hope you're out enjoying this powder. It's been incredible. I think today was perhaps, well, it's definitely one of the better days of the season as we work our way into late January now, guys. Featuring inspirational locals each week here on the show. I'm really excited to have a first-time guest to the show. She is a fly fishing guide, and uh, we've got so much to cover because she does kind of a lot of other things too. Cheyenne Orvis, welcome to the local show. Thank you for having me, Eric. Appreciate Papa it. In the house too. <laughs> yeah. So big papa's here and yep. you, you rescued him, right? I uh sort of, sort of rescued yeah. him. Adopted him eight months ago from a gentleman in Aspen, but, but yeah, yeah, sort of. And then he does he kind of rescue you then? In, oh yeah. In exchange. Oh yeah. Absolutely. He's my best friend. Unconditional yeah. love and all that. Oh, certainly. Dogs are dogs are amazing. I've got one of my rescues just off the set, too, little Luna. She's usually our mascot. Sometimes co-host. <laughs> like, she'll ask a yeah. couple provocative questions. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like, can see that. I can see it. Like, what do you smell like? You know, <laughs> one of those dog questions. Yeah. Papa's <laughs> but they're violated. so great, aren't they? He gets right in there. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a beautiful, beautiful boy. Well, Orvis family. I mean, I know it well because my dad had uh, quite a collection of uh, Orvis fly fishing equipment. We grew up fishing, mostly not fly fishing in Wisconsin. It was mostly like reel casting, yeah. but also a bit of fly fishing. My dad was really good at it. And um, what was it like to grow up in the Orvis? First of all, where were you born and raised? And kind of yeah. what was it like to grow up in the family? So I was born and raised in Michigan, um, okay. in Flint actually. But so let's start with Orvis in our family it was sold in like in the 60s so it hasn't been in our name in, in a really long time so it's really been okay. the Perkins family who's kind of made it what it is today okay. and what you probably know of it okay. um my family is super fishy but I'd say it was <laughs> I mean it was it was a long time ago so I okay. think everyone in my family fishes my grandfather is the one who fly fishes and introduced it to me a little bit and I had some friends in high school and middle school who fly fished as well. And then I didn't really get into it and really love it for what it was and, until I moved out to Colorado. Yeah, and then I just dove right in head first and was just like, yeah, I'm fishing every day. This is what I love to do. Okay, so you yeah. had the influence, but you weren't totally yeah. like smitten until you landed here. And oh, then yeah. you experienced like Colorado fishing, right? It's just yeah. so amazing and it's, beautiful. And it's incredible. But I mean, what Midwest fishing too for salmon and steelhead is, uh, right. that's pretty pretty awesome too right so. we used to go trolling out on lake michigan that mm -hmm. was one of our favorite forms yeah. of fishing did Same. you ever do any of that yeah like? yeah with my dad nice yeah i would do that with my father as a little oh. girl and my mom both of them were like diehard spin fishermen and trolling and so that's kind of kind of what i did so then as soon as i was like oh man fly fishing is my thing i just i never really cared for spin fishing it was cool and trolling yeah. was fun but yeah i mean unless you're i guess you're just drinking beer all day and that's kind of all you're doing so and waiting which, for that line yeah which is one of the beauties of ice fishing because yep. and the other beauty is you don't need a cooler you just throw yep. your beer out on <laughs> yeah. the ice yeah it's kind of hanging yep. fishing whereas like i'd say maybe passive mm -hmm. whereas fly fishing that's active like there oh, is yeah. no kicking back and you know drinking a beer with one hand and, yeah you, know, you got to be on it and it's a kind of an art form right it's mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty artful. Form of meditation in a way. Like you said, right. it takes, you know, you have no thoughts because you're so focused on what you're yeah. doing and you're so present in the moment with, you know, where your fly is landing and what bugs to use and looking for fish that, yeah, you don't have time to just jig a hook over a <laughs> hole and drink a beer. Or so, tip ups. Tip ups yeah. even better. 
You just set your yeah. automatic tip up yeah. in regards to ice fishing. You lay it yeah. over the hole. The flag goes up. Yeah. Like the the reel gets mm-hmm. line taken out. That that hits a trigger. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, I got to put my beard on and go check that flag. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you've got four totally of them going kind. on, too. You've got multiple yeah. rods and yeah. waiting for one of them to go off. While you drink a beer, it is I guess maybe fun. I should like that. I should probably like that a little more. Maybe Seems. on like a day off. Yeah, like you yeah, just yeah. want to like chill. Yeah. So it's kind of fun because we have all this variety. I mean, yeah. just within the world of fishing. Yeah, so true. There's so, so many do, different things that you can do. How do you transition though from? I mean, obviously your family's steeped in the sport, but how mm-hmm. do you transition from like a recreational fly fisherman or fly fisherwoman? Yeah. To a guide, how did that kind of work? Oh, my boyfriend, actually. I um, I met him through fishing, and okay. he's actually in the room right now, so that's why I keep in looking In our live over, studio audience. Yeah, one of our, our, my number one fan over there. I hope Christian keeps in mind when the applause sign goes on. You know, <laughs> yeah. He needs to really let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was a good influence that yeah, way. Yeah, he, he's an incredible guy. Is he a guide guy. as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's been guiding for much longer than I have okay. uh, for Taylor Creek Fly Shops. Nice. And I met him in the fly shop. I thought he was a cutie, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go fish. Here's my number if oh, you want to come mm. out. And he joined me later that afternoon and came fishing with me on the river. And, okay. And now here we are almost three years later. So, wow. Yeah. So there's all kind of love in the air there. You know, yeah. it was like the the personal, the yeah. sport. It yeah. was just unfolding. And yeah. that's a great progression. And it's though. awesome to have a significant other where you both love the exact oh, same thing. No, so, doubt. Yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Very well, fishy life. Watching a movie the other night about how we look for our better half to create our whole, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty, pretty nice. A little corny, but really beautiful. Yeah. So I think that's I'll really wonderful. To, I'll have when to you... peek at that and give that a watch too. You're blessed in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break so we okay. can be blessed with hydrating and getting set for the main Sounds body good. of the show. But I do want to thank our winter underwriters for making the show happen. Uh, we've got a beautiful five-month winter series paralleling the ski season. We want to thank Aspen Public House. Aspen Animal Hospital, The Aspen Times, Aspen Square, Klug Properties, Sundog Athletics, near and dear to my heart, and Picking County Landfill. We'll take a quick break, guys. It's our only break of the show. We'll be back in just over two minutes with Cheyenne Orvis talking about fly fishing, women's programs, kids' programs, and so much more. So don't go away. We're back here on The Local Show. Thanks for sticking with us. A show just for you locals each week on Grassroots Community Network, Facebook Live, YouTube, and soon to be Apple and Roku. I mean, it's like podcast. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne, there's no reason not to see or hear or be influenced by The yeah. Local Show. Yeah. So let the ripples go, like the rippling <laughs> waters of the Roaring Fork all over the world. And love uh, that. You love your fishing. You love to share it. I can totally relate as a guide myself. What makes your like your fly fishing services unique? I think what makes my services unique is, for one, there's very limited female guides in the valley. I know of a couple that I look up to, and they're incredible as well. But I think what I offer is unique. So I think that there's a lot of guides in the valley, but there's not a lot of guides doing maybe things like hosting uh, events to introduce women or men into the sport of fishing or children into the sport of fishing. So stepping outside of, um, you know, just being just a fly fishing guide and also offering events, whether they're free or they're paid and offering something new and, and yeah, getting people into the sport of fishing that might not have the means to pay for, you know, $500 for a guide a day. So you broaden your scope, you know, with yeah. these women's only programs, which of course are really popular, you know, whether it's skiing or mountain biking, 
I taught women's mountain bike camps in Fruta for 12 years. Incredible. Oh, That's awesome. I was lucky because I was like a guy and I pulled uh-huh. it off. It's <laughs> like, is this isn't supposed uh-huh. to be taught by women? And uh-huh. initially I'd get that question. And like, oh, yeah, well, you know, and then I'd joke. I'm releasing my inner female and all this <laughs> stuff and you'll love it and it's very relaxed. Uh, but I like how you reach out to the women and the kids. And then we'll talk about uh, your involvement in a nonprofit as well. Now, do you guide independently and through the Roaring Fork Club? Or how does uh, that work? Just through the Roaring Fork Club. Okay. So my guided trips are through yeah the Roaring Fork Club, which is a okay. private membership club in Basalt. Um, so it's kind of limited to that clientele. I can bring in my own clientele as well. But okay. honestly, my main focus is creating events for women and for children and, okay. and getting them involved in, in the sport. That's kind of my passion. I think it's, I love teaching and, and guiding people, but I think it's more rewarding teaching a child who's, you know, yeah. never caught their first fish and they're so excited oh. or, you know, a group of ladies who are like, wow, like this is, this is fly fishing. Like, you know, and they're <laughs> used to going with their dad or their husband and, you know, and learning from your significant other can be a challenge. So I think, right. you know, having, you know, another girl kind of teach you and show you the way and instruct you. And um, it's just been uh, exciting to kind of see that reaction and the positive feedback from those events, too. So it's been cool. That is so cool. We've got a great video that kind of summarizes or gives, you know, kind of a better feel for what you offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called 90 Seconds of Aspen. Yeah. And uh, as us talk show hosts like to say, let's go to the clip. <laughs> Check it out. I really enjoyed that video. Um, it's just, just such a high quality and gives a really good look at actually what you're out there doing on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe what that was like really briefly to create that video? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. She, uh, Tamara Sousa is an incredible videographer, and she's been highlighting a couple different people in, in Aspen, and she wanted to feature me as a female fly fishing guide. She did it really quickly. We went to the river, caught one fish, and <laughs> asked me a few questions, and next thing you know, I was like, are you sure you've got everything? And and awesome. yeah, and then she captured it all pretty quickly, and, and yeah, definitely high quality. It was. Um, I feel like it captures me and my life perfectly in 90 seconds so i i loved it and it's uh it was really yeah well if a picture is worth a thousand words a video is worth you know at least a couple <laughs> yeah. you know ten thousand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of words so that's really good um let's lead into your uh ladies on the fly mm-hmm. uh, because we touched on it earlier but women's specific fly fishing yeah and uh how are these ladies responding it sounds like it's pretty amazing how it unfolds yeah i uh they love it i think it was i didn't expect so when i did my first event i think it was two years ago now um the response was overwhelming yeah i didn't expect i thought maybe five girls would show up and i opened it to the public it was free um with a suggested donation and then the proceeds went to the roaring fork conservancy and so i've been i promoted a little bit on like my social media and facebook and then and then all of a sudden next thing i knew there was like 30 girls there and and i had you know six or seven volunteers too who were uh were a huge help to the success of the event. But we touched on a couple topics and I'll be doing those events this year as well. So I'm offering two of them, I think July 1st, and I don't have a, a set date for the second event as well. But um, we touch on like intro to entomology and talk a little bit about bugs so you know like why you're fly fishing and what you're using. Um, casting demonstration, going to the river and, and being able to read the water and where fish are going to be located in the, in the water. It's important. Um, 
and setting up your fly rod, which is important too. So all the things that I think, you know, a lot of girls can be intimidated going into a fly shop when there's, you know, seven men in there and you're like, okay, well, you know, I don't, I'm nervous to ask what flies to use or how, you know, what I should be doing or where I should be going. So I wanted to create these events to give women the confidence to go out on the water by themselves and, and to kind of experience it in the positive, uplifting environment with a bunch of other women as well. So it was a, it's been cool. And the, yeah, the response was incredible and I feel like they all walked away and learning a little bit more about fly fishing and so it's exciting and then to, to register or find out more should they go to your, go to your website Is yeah so yep. cheyenneorvis.com yep www.cheyenneorvis.com okay and then I'll have my you can click on events I've got ladies on the fly right there and you can check out read a little bit more about it um, and see the dates and see if it's something that you're able to make happen. But I would imagine like a lot of sports, there's just a mental game going on. You know, there's nuts and bolts. Yeah. Like, a, you know, how to pick out the right fly, how to set up your yeah. rod, how to actually cast. That's yeah. the, always the thing that uh, seems to be like <laughs> the biggest hurdle. Like, how do I do that? It seems yeah. like. There's know, so much that goes into it. Yeah, that goes into that. But also just the confidence aspect. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds huge. It is. It, it's huge. To equip women that way. And I think in any sport where it's a male-dominated sport, you know, yeah. the confidence is important. And yeah. to find a community of support from other women is crucial, too. Because I think it's hard, if I reflect when I, you know, when I was really getting into fly fishing, it was scary to ask questions to men who know everything or they're, you know, they think you're cute. So they're, you know, trying to show off and then you're nervous to ask anything. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's important to find that support from other women to, so you can feel confident to ask them and safe and comfortable asking, you know, this group. Yeah. girls other questions for fly fishing it is yeah. pretty male dominated so you have yeah. to have that you know and i'm sure christian helps you know as as far as that like as kind of guiding you in, oh yeah in essence and kind of breaking down those barriers because again it's just i think there's the fear the apprehension the lack of confidence all that going on yeah so that's really wonderful so will these remain free then they are with okay. um so it's it's free if you would like to donate, you can. And then this, cool. these upcoming events, the proceeds will be going to Fish for Change. Um, okay. But, you know, if you can make a contribution, that's great. If not, then not a problem. Still would love to have you at the event. So me and a buddy with wigs on, like it's Bud Light <laughs> Ladies Night. We show up. It's free, even though we're kind of like, look a little hairy. You know, yeah. maybe that, you know, I don't know if that would go, but we couldn't hurt to try. Yeah, it be doesn't fun hurt to try. try. Wear a dress and a wig, and, and I always we'll, say, you know. I always say free as me, you know, <laughs> yeah. especially the Roaring Fork yep, Valley, right? Yeah, Gotta true. jump on those opportunities. Well, you did touch on uh, the nonprofit Fish for Change. Is that something that you started or you're involved in or what's, yeah. what's your level of involvement? With? I didn't start it. A gentleman named Steve started it. He actually is a, a local in the Valley as well or in Carbondale. Okay. Um, but essentially he owns a lodge in Guanaja, just outside of Honduras, wow. um, a fly oh. fishing lodge. Okay. And he was like, okay, well, this lodge is awesome, but what about the community that's around it? You know, yeah. why don't we provide jobs for them or why don't we give back and, Sweet. you know, and teach these locals English? So he's like, well, why don't we start this program? called fish for change and essentially what it is it's a it's a student-based program so we're giving high school and college kids the opportunity to fly fish in remote places at fly fishing lodges around the world and so you're you're fishing for change you're going to these lodges and you're not only fishing but you're giving back to the environment and 
and immersing yourselves in the community. So a couple of the things that we do um, in Honduras is mangrove restoration, eradicating lionfish, teaching the locals English and community art based projects, um, but really just like getting involved. So I think it's cool too, it's, it's focused for the younger generation of fly fishermen to kind of change the stigma of when you travel and go places to just stay at luxury lodges and just fish and you know and not get involved in the community that i love that into. on so many levels because i mean the forest sport itself is kind of a selfish pursuit just like any of our you know yeah. whether mountain biking or skiing or whatever it's kind of you know it's about us to a large degree but when you can broaden that and give back and just create the awareness like there are others around us you know they need help it's like yeah. great that we just caught a big fish but it's almost like, you know, we're, we don't operate in a vacuum. You know, I mean, we, we're all connected, right? Yeah. So I really like that. And that must just feel like like 10 times better than just like, I mean, as awesome as yeah. fishing is, that feels really good. Yeah. But I mean, just that must feel amazing, right? Yeah, to, to give, give back, back, to make a difference, you know, yeah. and to, I think, you know, to... <laughs> Papa's, Papa's <laughs> calling Luna over to the yeah. house. <laughs> He's like, oh, she is, is kind of cute over there. <laughs> and I think he's got a crush on your dog. <laughs> you like her? Go get her. He wants to give back. He says, oh, I'm here. Let's give something back to the mascot, yeah. Luna. <laughs> but, yeah, right. But Fish for Change, so people can find out more about that on the yep. website as well. Fishforchange.org. Okay. What about yeah. the kids programs? That must be a blast. And you have yeah. a daughter yourself, right? I don't. I don't. No, but don't. I love kids, so I'm constantly posting photos with other people's oh, children. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. But I do, I do love children. That's okay. why I do kids-based programs because I'm go. like, you know, I love surrounding myself with kids and especially getting them into fishing. It's fun. But right. then I get to give them back at the end of the day, so it's okay. That's like, yeah, yeah. it's like being an aunt. Yeah. Like you get the fun exactly. part, but then you give them back. Yeah, yeah. Maybe as they're getting crabby and tired. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. bye, bye, bye. After bye. a long day of fishing, yeah. they're getting hungry. And I'm like, all right, kids, ready to go back to your parents. So it's great. It was awesome. <laughs> how do they do, though? Like these kids are like so short and they're working these big fly rods. Like I know. physically, how does that work? Well, so we, I'm... I am super fortunate to have the property at the Roaring Fork Club. So I'm a lot of the times if I'm having younger, you know, younger kids, I get to do it on ponds, you know, so we, okay. it's stocked ponds with rainbow trout. So it's Fun. not too difficult to catch them, but you do yeah. still have to work pretty hard. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> teaching them to cast. I mean, I think especially being a girl instructor, we're so we're patient and we're soft spoken and we're, and we're sweet and we make things fun. Not that yeah. men aren't like that, but I think that <laughs> girls can be a little more gentle with chil with children. Yeah. So it's easier for them to understand what I'm saying when I break it down to how to fly fish. Okay. And I'm also not giving them like a you know a really big rod. They're probably starting with something really small that they can handle. But then the fight is awesome, and then they're hooked, you know, when they're fishing a little three-weight and oh, catch man. a 20-inch rainbow. That's a lifetime rainbow. moment. Oh, yeah. You're like your oh, yeah. first fish especially? Yeah. It's kind of like your first bike, your first, yeah, exactly. like, catch a wave when you're surfing. These mm -hmm. are exhilarating lifetime moments. Yeah. So to share that must be really special. It's it, it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling, yeah. We're already down to two minutes, Cheyenne, but I wanted to kind of um, talk a little bit about kind of winter fly fishing versus mm -hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah, can you kind of, you know, briefly kind of, you know, share maybe some of the benefits mm -hmm. of winter fly fishing? Yeah, the benefits of winter fly fishing. Oh, there's so much. I think the 
that you can find on the river. You know, I think a lot of people shy away from winter fishing because it can be a little chilly and cold. But if you, you know, tough it out and you brace through that, you can, might have the river to yourself. And that's, you know, especially the frying pan river that's located nice. in Basalt. You yeah. know, a lot of times in the summer, you're shoulder to shoulder with, with other anglers on the river. Um, like right now, I can have the river to myself. So, you know, or you can if you go out there. So it's it's cool. You can be by yourself and have the entire river and be able to target fish. And, and it's a good time. It's beautiful, too. So Plus, we like to say it's about how you dress, yeah. not the weather. Yeah. Just yeah, wear, like, yeah. thicker neoprene, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. And just, just like, beefier. 20 layers underneath. Yeah. Right. And then gloves and a face mask. And when the wind is, you know... And, Tailing on you, but just push through. Just yeah, push the through. fish don't mind. Yeah, fish don't mind. They're still gonna I mean, be there. They're like, come on, dude. Oh yeah, throw it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right here. Yeah, I like, wish no, they were no. like that. That'd be cool. So I like the beauty, the peace. That yeah. just sounds really yeah. like a wonderful, it's spiritual type is experience. Incredible, yeah. Well, I don't know if this will be spiritual, but I got some goodies for you. I hope you I had mean, fun on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm excited little, to see. a little parting gift. Should I open it now? Sure. Or should I wait? Well, I got some. Okay, I have some of my organic chocolate chip cookies. Okay, Papa's excited. He smells food. He's obsessed with all things food. Well, you know, my dogs. You don't get any. They know exactly when to come in. Like to it's like when the, when the dough is coming off the, the beaters. <laughs> yeah. Like when we were little kids. Mom, uh -huh. can I have some chocolate? <laughs> But anyway, I hope you had a great time. I on the appreciate show. the cookies. I love cookies. <laughs> I actually found a cookie in my jacket, like on my way here. I was, I'm obsessed. <laughs> All things cookies. Cheyenne, appreciate thanks for it. joining us. Yes, thank you, Eric. And Papa, thank you for joining <laughs> us. And thank you guys for joining us this week on the local show.